taking something and then demanding payment from its owner to return it has a long and distinguished history. Almost 2,000 years ago, the Greek philosopher Plutarch told a story of a boat carrying the Roman emperor Julius Caesar being captured by pirates. The pirates demanded 20 talents to be paid before they would free their captives. I think that's somewhere between twenty dollars and $40,000. The exchange rate involves head of cattle, so I'm not really sure. Anyway, Julius Caesar, not being shy about his importance, said they had undervalued him. He was worth 50 talents. The pirates apparently agreed and the messengers were dispatched to bring back the ransom. During his 38 days in captivity, he mocked the pirates and jokingly said he would hang them all, which everyone had a good laugh at. Eventually, the ransom was paid and the Roman emperor was released, unharmed. And, true to his word, he tracked down the pirates, imprisoned them and crucified them. More recently, a new form of ransom demand has emerged. Now, cybercriminals used ransoms to extort money from us. And just like the ransom demand in the movies, paying the ransom doesn't guarantee you get anything back. Hi there, I'm David G, and this is the My Cyber Program podcast. Our show today is about ransomware, what it is, why it's so bad, and what you can do about it. I'm going to start today talking generally about malware. Malware means malicious software, computer programs that were written to harm in some way. Most people have heard of computer viruses. These are just one of the many types of malware. There are lots, and they all do different things in different ways. However, all malware shares a common goal, to do something that someone else other than you wants. Some malware sets out to steal information from you. Other types destroy or encrypt your information so you can't read it anymore. Ransomware can do either or both, which would not only ruin your day, but potentially ruin your business. Imagine a pre-computer business for a moment, maybe a lawyer's office in the 1960s. I expect that you'd find walls or even an entire basement lined with filing cabinets full of paper records. The 1960s equivalent of a ransomware attack might involve a crook breaking into the office, putting locks on all the filing cabinets and then asking you to buy the keys for tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars. The locks would be essentially impregnable, so don't bother calling a locksmith. In another type of attack, the crook might have also copied all your confidential documents and is threatening to send them to the newspapers unless you pay them. And they put impregnable padlocks on the filing cabinets as well. The essence of a modern ransomware attack is that someone is holding your digital information for ransom. In that first scenario, with just the locks, a ransomware program will encrypt all your data, turn it into unintelligible gibberish and demand payment to have it restored to its original form. In the second, the crook has used malware to steal information and threatens to make it publicly available on the internet if you don't pay them. These two methods might sound far-fetched, but they're happening all the time around the world. The recent devastating attacks against the Toll Group, a logistics company relied on by so many other businesses, have highlighted the potential effects of ransomware on a business. According to media reports, Toll had to shut down many customer-facing online systems until they'd recovered. It took a couple of weeks the first time around, which is pretty good under the circumstances. Then Toll got hit by another ransomware attack that stole data. Since that attack, the crook has been gradually releasing some of the stolen data onto the internet. So how does this happen? 
Ransomware attacks, like many cybersecurity incidents, often start with people being tricked into clicking on links in emails or opening documents that have malware embedded in them. The latter are called Trojans, after the famous wooden horse that carried hidden Greek soldiers into the city of Troy, something innocent-looking, hiding something dangerous. Once the unlucky victim has triggered the malware, it can make contact back over the internet to the crook, so they know you've fallen for it, and then begins encrypting and stealing files. Once it's finished, the ransomware program will display a screen telling you how much to pay and how to pay to get your information back. Starting at that moment, you would have a difficult decision to make. Do you pay the ransom or not? Lots of companies and similar organisations have reported paying ransoms to get their information back. However, I don't recommend it for two reasons. One, it might not work. There are some types of ransomware that have been discovered to be unreliable. That is, the victim has paid the ransom and not managed to recover all or any of their files. That would result in an expensive and embarrassing disappointment. Two, it encourages crooks to use ransomware. Sadly, this is a great way for the criminally inclined to make money right now. Being such a lucrative business means that crooks will put a lot of effort into making it work better. The more ransoms that are paid, the longer it remains a viable, if a legal, way to make money. So, if you're not going to pay the ransom, how do you get your information back? There are two parts to this. The first is to prevent ransomware infections in the first place. Yes, spending money on fancy antivirus software will help. I'll do another whole episode on that. But the key thing to stop ransomware is to make sure you and your employees don't do what the crook wants in the first place. Employee security awareness is a key factor in making sure your business stays cyber secure. If all your staff know not to click on links or open files from people they don't know, you're well ahead in preventing a ransomware incident. This is especially true of attacks that result in the theft of your information. Prevention is the only way to mitigate such an attack because once you've lost control, it's gone and you no longer have a say in what happens to it. Unfortunately, as I've said before, people are people, and this isn't always possible. It's an arms race, and the crooks are improving their techniques every day. The second part to mitigating ransomware is backups. If you do have a ransomware attack and lose access to all your information, you better have a backup of it somewhere else that will help you restore your computer systems. Taking backups of your information isn't rocket science, and there are lots of easy ways to do it, whether it's simply copying files to a portable hard drive that you take home with you, or a sophisticated solution with information stored on tapes or in a cloud service, the single most important thing is to have a copy somewhere else. In a ransomware attack, it's possible that you could lose information on your PCs, servers, and potentially backup disks that are connected. In that case, you no longer have a backup. I have some suggestions to help you work this out. Firstly, I suggest that you decide on how often you take backups of all your data. Is once a week okay, or should you do it every day? Then work out a way to make a backup copy of everything important to you. Secondly, if your staff store information only on their PCs, it will be more difficult to arrange a backup of it. Instead, use a server or a network-connected storage that everyone can access so that you only have to back up one place. Thirdly, decide how you're backing it up. Copying to a hard drive you take home has other risks. Using a cloud backup service is a good idea if you trust the provider. This is something you need to discuss with whoever manages your computers. 
And lastly, you should occasionally test whether your backups are working. Try restoring your data and see whether you can still open files. I've seen people lose data because they assumed their backup was working, but it wasn't. That's a horrible sinking feeling you'd really like to avoid. Ransomware is awful, but it's also now a fact of life. By educating your staff, protecting your computers with antivirus software, and ensuring you have backups, there's a good chance that even if the worst happens, your business will go on. It's up to you if you want to pay a ransom, but I feel that everyone who does is just setting up another business as a victim. I'm David G, and you've been listening to the My Cyber Program podcast. You can subscribe to us on all the major podcasting apps, as well as Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. It's up to you, whatever works for your busy routine. But please do subscribe. Join me for our next episode when we'll discuss malware controls, antivirus software, and other clever ways to defeat malware. All opinions are my own and independent. We don't accept paid advertising or sponsorship. My Cyber Program is published by Noisy Owl Media in Sydney, Australia. Bye for now.